See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the show that never ends, the Slow Robot Go-Go. Happy time, fun hour! <laughs> Not so much. Yes, yeah. this is Slow Robot Go-Go, big show number 137. What makes it big? The 136 before. Yeah. So, uh, yes, we talk about B through Z grade movies. Uh, mostly towards the Z grade as end of the spectrum, but that's okay. Not today, though. No, not today. These mm. aren't. These are not as B as usual. Not at all. So, no. all right. My name's Mal. If uh, if you like us, check us out on Stitcher or iTunes. Um, and if you're doing it there, please uh, rate and review the show. It would help us out a lot. Or if you're going to do it directly, if you're in your little cube farm, you have lots of time to kill. Go to bunchofdorks.com. There you will find three podcasts filled with hours and hours of fun and excitement. Top one, SlowRobotGoGo. Bottom one, BunchOfDorks.com. And my friend, the one and only, Master of Disaster, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown, will explain about the middle one. Two dimension. Not, yeah. not one, not three, but two. <laughs> We're like the middle Stuck child. in the middle with you. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. We're comic books. We're comic book related movies. We're all comics, all the time, all good. Be there, be square, and all nice. that good stuff. What else you got? You got some other. You got a more. You got a really exciting uh, destination page. nightmare. The com more comics, but this time it's comic book scans and comic book uh, talk and comic book more, more and more comic books. If you didn't, if you didn't get enough of two D, <laughs> go to demand de destination go nightmare. Go to triple D. Yeah, go triple D. Yeah, and go to destination <laughs> nightmare for even more <laughs> comic book fun. And me with my coughing. And you with your coughing. That's not there at all. Yeah. The coffin might be there. Yeah, maybe it's a, it'll be a kiss coffin, maybe. I don't think it will. Okay. All right. But anyway. I don't dislike kiss, but I don't li like like them either. You know what I mean? They're like one of those bands I'm like, eh. Well, you listen to their records when oh, you were a, couple. a child. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. A couple yeah. of them. I have the yeah, double platinum, of course. That was, oh, that was the greatest In hit. my youth, it was kind of like that was the one, you know. With that, I Was Made For Loving You, that their great disco song. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Everyone was disco in the 70s a little bit. Yeah, yeah. A little bit disco, a little bit rock and roll. Or was it a little bit country and a little bit yeah. rock and roll? A little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. They actually had the audacity to say that in one of those Seagal movies. Oh, really? <laughs> like he was with partnered with some, um, I want to say like a rap star. I don't know. It was like one of those crossover yeah. things. He's like, he's a little bit, uh, he's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my god, stop! <laughs> yeah, stop putting the camera at this, guy, pointing the camera at this guy yeah. in his wacky sex dungeon. Anyway, that's true. Did you know that? What? That Seagal well, got popped for like having a sex dungeon. Are you kidding me, really? With, no, with a slave, that. but then it got settled out of court or something. Well, like that. Somebody, somebody complained. Somebody, you know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how <laughs> the whole. It was weird. Whoa, really? No, I didn't mm -hmm. know that. I have to investigate. Now, yes, later. just t just just Google uh, Seagal sex, sex dungeon. dungeon and it'll. There you go. Wow. So he had. And if you're listening at home, if you're um, listening, do not Google that at a uh, at your work uh, computer. No, because you'll get in trouble. Yes. So, what did you watch this week, Dr. Morbius? 
Wow, the tumbleweeds keep well, tum tum well, tumbling. Here's, here's the reason why why I asked why I've been why I, I came up with the idea of two first. So I'll actually force myself to watch two movies wow. as opposed to just one. Yeah, it's just am I actually I, I, I doing need a, a little bit of I need a little bit of motivation sometimes. To am watch I doing a movie stuff. podcast with someone who doesn't like movies anymore? Have no, I, no. Have I, I have we killed the passion? No, no. I like the movies, but I actually like. Talking about them in 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 like in our format more than watching more than them. just going giving you like oh, I watched this movie yeah it was okay I actually like describing uh, it and giving more information than just doing brief things so that's why I kind of like the twofer because I can uh, get more into the meat of the movie or I whatever. can see us sticking with the twofer format not, for a while not, not only know. that but it also gives me and you more chances to put more movies in you know because yeah. I think one not that one of uh, one uh, time was bad but. It gives us time to put in more movies that we like, that we know about and talk about. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, but I, I really didn't, I've been, I, you know, the, the thing is I watch more, when I'm watching television, I'm watching more TV shows uh, than actual movies. Yeah. So, you know, it's like I can talk about, well, I watch this, you know, whatever, like Dream of Genie or I watch this, like, Leave it to Beaver show or whatever it was. But, you know, yeah. I'm going to leave the movies to the movies. And I gotcha. Yeah. If something comes along, then I'll discuss it. But, yeah, nothing this well, week. Two out of the three movies I watched this week are, like, like uh, major motion picture releases wow. for the masses. I don't know how to feel about that, but whatever. For the great unwashed. Yeah. The first one I watched was Natu- Na- the first National Treasure. Hmm. Eh, it's okay. I mean, I don't really rail on Cage... As much as most people do. Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's he he is an, an insane person, but I kind of dig his style. I think he's funny and he's I, he, right. he gets a lot of hate because he is just that. He's crazy. He is crazy, you know. But uh, that's okay. I like that in my actor, you know. Then the second, then I watched the very first Pirates of the Caribbean. I saw that. A um, long time I'm already. actually gonna. I I actually got the first ones of both of those, and I'm gonna go through the series, you know, one at a time, like. First, like chronologically, first, second, third, fourth, just to I can't remember if I've seen all of them, because they kind of movies kind of keep rolling out, and it's I kind of the miss same, them, you know. It's the same movie over and over again. Kinda, kinda, yeah. So then last night I watched one that was on our uh, potentials list a, a couple weeks ago, and I think we chose wrong a couple weeks ago. I watched Ninja Academy. Was it good? Was it funny? Um, yeah. Okay. B movie, it's very B. Uh, it was, and I didn't talk about the other two because everyone knows what National Treasure and uh, and uh, you know uh, Pirates of the Caribbean are. So there's no point in me talking about the those movies. This one I'll talk about a little bit. It's it was a um, it was kind of an attempt at making a spoof movie in Ninja Academy along the same lines of Police Academy, which was very popular in the 80s and early 90s. Uh, Police Academy's kind of became uh, a very g- long-running franchise for a while, with mm-hmm. which, with of course, degrading returns as they went along. Sure. But so what? So uh, what? Video. They, they were very funny movies at the time. I don't think they would hold up very well now, but eh, I don't know. <clears throat> this one was not as funny as those, of course, because um, they were relative no-names, and they tried to do a lot of the same stuff. Um, like I had mixed feelings about it, but I found myself laughing a lot. Is anybody you know? famous <clears throat> in it that we no, know? No, nobody's? no, nobody's. Nobody's. Okay. Um, not all nobody's. Some of some people, of course, went on to do other things, but you know, for the most part, okay. there's one credit. Uh, okay. And this, 
so these guys, they sh- the whole first part of the movie is the, them establishing these characters that are going to the Ninja Academy. And there's a mime that's getting beat up by some street toughs. And then there's a there's a klutz who was very klutzy, and he's going to the Ninja Academy to get uh, balance. And then there's like this cool guy who was trying to fill in for the uh, Steve Gutenberg role, oh, okay. who was very rich, and his dad was super rich, and he's his dad's like, I'm not giving you anything until you finish this. And uh, and it just goes on and on. They had the Tackleberry guy who was just this over the top insane gun nut, you know, kind of thing. Um. It, it it didn't work on many levels. Like they never, they all just wore their what they wore. They didn't, and oh, and there was a James. The thing I got the most fun out of, there was a James Bond ripoff, <laughs> and he was like exactly the same, and he was double oh seven eleven, and and he like the reason he had to enter the Ninja Academy is because he killed so many people all the time with his guns. That the the guy was like you you don't have a license to kill anymore until you go learn hand to hand combat. It was just really funny. Like that part of it really worked. Whoever wrote that part of the script either very much loved the James Bond movies to 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 tweak it and like to wink at it that much, or yeah. or it was a different writer altogether. Because this guy's character and he was very just funny. Everything. He did everything in the tuxedo except, like, when they would go running, he just had running shoes and tuxedo on, and he always had gadgets to throw stars and all that kind of stuff. It, well, you should have held on to it as, as you know, you shouldn't have watched. Well, you wanted to watch it. Yeah, that was one that we'll never get. We have so many others on this list of of stuff to watch. I knew we probably wouldn't go back to it. You know, that's okay. fine. I don't. It's not like we missed a gem. I enjoyed it and it was funny and stupid. And that's all. Very t- atypical. Was it better than Robotech? <clears throat> No. Well, hmm. I can't... Hmm. <laughs> Would you laugh more than you did at RoboChick? No. Okay. See, RoboChick was very funny to me. I didn't hate that movie at all. It was no, stupid did. and... Oh, but, you know, in the Ninja Academy, they had a nudist camp right next to it. Full on. <laughs> nice. Full on nudes and playing nice. volleyball and stuff. And I was like, well, here you... Hello. Hello. Hi, <laughs> hey, mate. Hello. <laughs> but, uh... So... Oh, God. Nudes. There was some very n- nude people and that was okay uh i don't i never mind some of that in in my 80s boob comedies to have a little bit of boob uh mostly it missed but some of it was very funny and actually the mime was very funny too um because he kept that shtick the whole time so (laughs) when he threw when he threw like ninja stars he pretended to throw them but they would make the sound like something was hitting um, like you know what I mean, like like he wasn't doing anything, but it would make it would react like he actually was. So uh, was, you know, whatever. So yeah, that's the end of that one. That's all I watched this week. All right, so, well, hey. right. and I still have it, of course. If, if you want to borrow it, you know, it's out well, there. It's on YouTube. It's out it? there on YouTube. Yeah, I don't think it, it. I don't think it I made. Think it's a, going away. I don't think it made a dollar. I don't think anybody are pulling is pulling <clears> it off. Maybe now they will, though. You know, but I don't think yes, pulling maybe it now off with that stunning review I just gave. Oh yeah. All right, let's go to the trailer break, and then we come back. We're going to dive right into our two movies. Okay. Uh, two very violent movies in different ways, though. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Wow. Truly. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be right back. Stay back! I got a chainsaw.
internationally known special effects staff presents an epic-making science fiction film starring many of Hollywood's top stars. In Latitude Zero, you will see Utopia, a mysterious underwater city where the greatest scientific minds in the world have been assembled. Is this what I think it is? Diamond. But is it real? Everything in Latitude Zero is real. Here we go. <laughs> Malik the murderer has a diabolical plan to conquer the world. The submarine Alpha of Latitude Zero attacks Malik's submarine of death, the Black Shark. see futuristic weapons and the battle of blood rock malik the murderer's base of evil for kicks and in for trouble with the born losers. And just how is the mom initiated? By getting it from everybody. Neato. We hope you take off your clothes, baby. Who's got the acid? Acid? If you kids are gonna sail, we're not coming out of orbit for three days. Ah! Look at this! 600 simoles! These are the born losers, the sickest sickle gang that ever terrorized a town while the law stood helpless. You know, not only do they assault her, but they're free to go right on keeping her living in terror. If only one of us had the guts to just cut him down. I've been wanting to crack at you from the beginning. Are you planning on fighting or uh, talking me to death? Mr. District Attorney, any truth to the rumors that the girls will refuse to testify? Remember, all you need is one witness to obtain an indictment. Born losers, and they know it. Please, don't do that. How about a pretty please on your knees? On your knees.
the wall. Billy Jack, I'm gonna kill you if it's the last thing I do. I'm gonna cut your bowels out. Johnny, what can you make out of this? This? Well, I could make cap, or a brooch, or pterodactyl. All right, and we're back to it. Yay for that. Latitude Zero. Yeah, one of my Latitude favorites. Latitude Zero. Well, well, one of our actresses is, 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 is in this movie and Latitude I didn't Zero. realize that. Yeah, you when know. I saw the name, I went, oh, my God. I forgot what movie at first, and then I went, oh, yeah, it's Latitude Zero. Yeah, so she's one of our, you know, yeah. double shots. Yeah, we have many of them. Yes, uh, they, definitely. When you go through the B through Z grade pantheon, yes. it, they just kind of keep yeah, reoccurring. Oh yeah, you know what oh I mean? Yeah. Like, we could make a living off, like, Jim Belushi movies or like David you know Carradine David Carradine movies, movies. <laughs> John Agar movies. Yeah, John. We could pretty much just have that dedicated to our thing, exactly. and that would be it. You know. Yeah, as a matter of fact, we'll have to do a double feature one day with like John Agar double shot. Yeah, there you go. Oh. John Agar, John Agar double pod shot. people and um, oh my Zontar, God. you name it. Oh shit, yeah, you're right. Uh, but that's not what we're talking about this week. No, no. What? Which one are we going to start with? Let's start with the. Uh, what, Rolling Thunder? Rolling to... Thunder. Yeah, that, because which was... Linda Haynes is in yep. the, And that uh, was brought to us by our friend Joust. Uh, Joust. Yeah, um, to to give us some some grimness. Talk about it. Yeah. And, you know, the funny thing about this movie is, however grim it may seem, apparently the original screenplay was even rougher. And the company had a rewrite it or tone it down a little bit. So you can you imagine? I know. I can see that because, like, at about the halfway mark, <clears throat> I'm sitting there, I was like, is this a TV movie? It had like that... Remember, TV movies weren't so yeah, they were homogenized pretty grim. back then. They were pretty grim They were pretty grim. Then. We've done two of them that were yeah. damn They had grim, depressing you know. endings and the whole nine and yards back And the first then. half of this movie is just that, like, lots of negative and, and overbearing tone, but nothing... It wasn't until the Mexican hooker that I was like, oh, okay, this was a TV movie. Yeah, well, right until <laughs> the very end of the movie. Right. Yeah, yeah well, I think, they, I think they edited a little bit because... That one infamous scene, I seem to be more graphic when I saw it. So I don't know if this print was edited a little bit. We'll talk uh, about it later because that is the key scene in this movie that made everybody, like, you know, repulsed. And yeah, that one. Yeah, apparently I didn't see much in the print. I didn't. Print. I, no, I was nothing. I if it's edited because I remember seeing this in a movie theater. I remember seeing, like, a lot more gore, even though they if didn't you cut were, the nudity if out. If you were a kid, maybe this was a, maybe that was more implied, but your brain filled it in. Well, no, I read about it. Apparently, oh, okay. well, we'll talk about it when we get there. Well, Apparently, we'll, they were we'll talking start. about yeah. how, like, what they used to get the effects. So, obviously, they showed something right. in the oh. original. Uh, I don't know. You know, I'm going to have to see if I can find, like, a, a yeah. another version of this. Because he gave us kind of like a, not not the best print in the world. It had some tracking problems. And no, it, like a, it was okay. I didn't even like notice a, it. It was like a VHS copy. We watch this kind of stuff so much, I, I don't even, like, see that anymore. Like, I filter out flickers and, no, and stuff I, no. like, like and this isn't Joust's fault but I actually huh. had problems with the DVD because I was watching it and I tried to fast forward a little bit and it went to the end of the movie so there was something squirrely about my copy of it oh, or whatever maybe. Yeah. so I don't know what the deal was but this was definitely shot off of VHS because okay. at the end it says good times video yeah so we're, well let's get let's get into this anyway so we, we, and th- this Rolling was, Thunder is a 1977 movie this was written by Paul Schrader the man who gave you Taxi Driver this is actually the follow-up to Taxi Driver. Okay. And this is, even though Taxi Driver, Travis Bickle, was a Vietnam vet coming back, this is really one of the first movies to actually deal with 
the actual Vietnam veteran coming back from home and the after effects that he was. Right. Even though Taxi Driver does touch up on a, a bit, you know. Right. But no. this one was actually made for well, Columbia Pictures, but they didn't. They thought it was so yeah, rough so that they actually pawned it. Taxi Driver takes a much, a much uh, different turn. Like. Yeah. That kind of turns into his own psychosis. Psychosis and, and hit yeah. what he, you know, his. Whatever. Yeah, this is more like a reaction to how these guys came yeah. back, and you know. And uh, boy, <laughs> yeah, I did not realize that was Tommy Lee Jones. I know he was like a teenager. Oh or my god! See, and I like Tommy Lee Jones oh, a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. I like him as frumpy old Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, Two Face. And, and I like him a lot in this movie. In fact, when he towards, I was kind of like, okay, this movie kind of annoyed me a little bit. The first. As things were rolling, and I understand what they were doing, and I understand it was needed story. to it was needed for the arc and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like, where's the point, and can we get to it? Like, you know what I mean? And of course, the point is revenge, right? Uh, both and movies. When today. they get him involved, he is so kill crazy. I'm like, yes, now this movie is good, and the ending <laughs> saved it for me because he is all business. He. Like, Tommy Lee Jones in this movie would kill somebody at the drop of a hat if, if his commander said, let's go kill somebody. He would pull out a gun and shoot you in the face, you know. Yeah, yeah. And um, and he plays it so convincingly. He is just a... Yeah, because he's at the beginning, and then he shows up in another scene, but he's basically used more at the end of the movie than right. anything else. Yeah, and they keep him involved so you know he's there, you know. He does that weird where they push him in a wheelchair... He sits down for about three seconds, and they're like, well, let's go back. And I'm like, well, what the hell was the point of that? You know, but whatever. It was Any, anyway, this movie deals with William Devane, uh -huh. who's a Vietnam vet coming back after being like eight years in a, in a prison. Yeah, Ho Chi Minh prison camp. And he comes back. He basically even says, like, he's dead to the world at this point because he's been tortured for eight years. And, 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 and actually, this movie is probably set like in 73 as opposed to 77. So this this guy being in jail for eight years, he's never experienced. Cause it's he a didn't new, know what a groupie was. It's a new 73 Cadillac. That's how they... Yeah. Even though it was 77, that's how they bring that out. That's right. Okay. He, I mean, this is a guy that left, that that got, you know... Served his country. Served his country, but got put in prison like in the six in the 60s during like the Beatles era. And all, he comes out like in, in the, you know, the anti-war Nixon... You know, protests uh, there. So he's not experienced anything that's been going on in America. So basically, there's a lot of culture shock, but he is so numb that he can't feel it. You know yeah. what I mean? And so he comes to Texas, and he's like greeted like a hero. Obviously, yeah. He's his his this this blonde girl Linda Haynes the, from Latitude Zero. Yeah. She's like she was holding his like chain, which happened back then. This is a, tr a true thing. Girls wore chains of like me missing in action prisoners. You know, to when they came back, to hope that they come back, and in some kind of a reverence, or you know, hope that they really? come back. Yes, that is true. I, I see. I didn't understand I that girls part that had of it. That. Yes, know. yes, they had. You, you could, you know, girls would wear, you know, if they wanted to, the the necklace with the dog tag of of a prisoner of war, with hopes that they come back, and then you know they would. I mean, they would meet them, and then she meets them at the big festival or whatever, and they give them like a box of like. A silver dollars for every day he was in captivity. Right, and they, and they gave him a car. They gave him that. They yeah. didn't show what Tommy Lee got. No, no. And no. I think and and but he went to a different city. Like he, this was set in yeah. which not Austin. Where was it? Um, I, what was it? it? Wasn't in Austin, but it was in. San, I can't remember. What I'm part sorry. Of yeah, it was. He it was set in one kind of a no, known city Maybe or town. Worse, I don't. And remember. then yeah, and then and Tommy Lee they landed together, but he went 
on to a to different his town. to his town, which was Austin or something like that. Yeah, something like so that. So they yeah, were totally yeah. different. They didn't show Tommy like what they did for Tommy yeah. Lee Jones, but yeah. that's okay, you know. Because this is this is basically William Devane's story. William right. Devane looking a little bit and acting a little bit like a a, a, a Nicholson type. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny if they would have gotten Nicholson, it probably would have been more over the top. William oh, Devane really sh- plays it. Really, really plays it down or whatever. But he's he's good. Mm. I mean, there's scenes where he's shot and he looks like you know. There's scenes where well, basically he comes back. He sees his wife and kid. His kid he didn't even recognize because he left him. when he yeah. was like a little baby. So the kid's like, "Oh, you're my dad. Did you remember me?" His dad asks him to remember. He's not remember him. So you're kind of feeling what's in this guy's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't take long for the second bomb to drop. Yeah. Well, yeah. You go for it. So <clears throat> he's back and he's home and he's very uncomfortable. You know, um, both of these movies is basically a, a, a commercial for smoking. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, but this one, yeah, they're nonstop yeah. smoking and drinking canned Schlitz or whatever the hell kind of rat beer it is. Yeah. And um, he's kind of like, oh, you know, he he has this conversation with his kid when he puts him to bed. I know you don't understand me, but the doctor said it would take a while to get used to me. Blah blah blah. And then he's holding this this American flag, and he's like, I made that flag out of scraps of of um, while I was sitting in that camp, I made that flag out of scraps of of uh, thread that was laying around, yeah. which I call shenanigans on. But whatever, um, it it looked fairly nice. Well, whatever, you know. I mean, it you was, let it, it go. Was, it was a metaphor. You let it go. It yeah, was a exactly. Metaphor. So you know, you got to realize this guy has been um, pretty much killed, but he's not dead. Uh, there's nothing left inside of him. He has no emotions about anything anymore. Um, after being tortured very badly for eight years. He's sitting there, and he's like, "Oh, I see you have uh, you changed your hair." And she's like, "Yeah, a lot of times." And and he goes, "I heard that there's this thing called mini skirts." Or I and she goes, "You want me to put it on?" He's like, "No, that's okay." And then she says, "I've been with another man." Yeah. And he asked me to marry him. Uh, this Cliff you know, guy. These people thought he was dead. Yeah. Yeah. He's this gone is for eight, eight years. years, and you probably give up hope after about two. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's be honest. I mean, you never would give up hope. Parents would never give up hope. No. But part of you inside has to know, look, there's no way this guy's still alive. You know, just keep feeding and keeping someone alive for eight years is, is a monetary investment for what ends, you know. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. So now he's like, oh, so great. He kind of knows immediately because the kid gives him a, a shotgun for a gift when he came back, which was kind of cool. I um, mean, they showed him cleaning it and putting it in a, into, its, into a box. And the kid goes, yeah, uh, Uncle or Cliff helped me pick it out from the police impound or from the police barracks thing, whatever. And yeah. that's the second time we've met Cliff. Cliff drove the family there to pick him up. So you're like, okay, Cliff's like we Uncle, all know, Uncle Cliff. we all know Uncle Cliff is is what that's all about. So she goes and she tells him the story of why they fell in love, and he's kind of like, or why they had the first time they had sex and now they love each other, and he's like, I don't need to hear any more of this and whatever. Yeah, so that's the end of that. So but that's the end of that, but he's still around. He's still around, and, he, and he's more, more, more interested in his kid than yeah, anything he, else. And that's what he said. He loves he loves the kids. At this whole time, he's going to see Dabney Coleman from 9 to 5 fame. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, uh, Very his, young Dabney who's Coleman. Who's his shrink. Um, Everybody was young back then. We uh, were younger back God. then, too, I think. The whole world was. I always uh, say that the whole world was, but at any rate. Yeah. Yeah. So then he's got, you know, he goes to see Dabney Coleman, blah, blah. And now they're establishing... That you know he's basically alone, and he ends up meeting that Cliff guy, and they're playing baseball. And like when Cliff comes in, he's playing baseball with this kid. And when Cliff comes in, 
he just kind of like says, hey, you go, you play with him now. He kind of like retreats from that or yeah. whatever, you know. And he ends up like taking off. And then he goes to like uh, get gas, and 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 Linda Haynes is <laughs> Linda Haynes is the girl. Yeah, she is rubbing her legs together like a cricket, calling him out, man. She's she wants groupie. him. She's yeah, just she groupie. wants yeah. this guy she bad. She sees him. She calls him over to the freaking bar she works at. He first he doesn't want to go, then finally he goes in there. You know, so he's like, she's like talking to him, and he's like, well, I don't know. You know, she wants, she's hitting on him hard, and he's like, I don't know. You know, blah blah. blah. I mean, you got to give him a break. This guy just got out of eight years of being tortured. I'm sure he does. I'm sure there's a lot of things screwed up with him, you yeah. know, mentally and physically. So it was like, whatever, you know. But at least she's being set up as, you know, whatever the other woman or you know, whatever, you yeah. know, his somebody that's going to help him. So anyway, they go to the bar and and, she, and he finally leaves and then he goes back home and then that's when the shenanigans. That's when it gets real dark or whatever. Yeah. After that. And I didn't understand if this was a pre-existing debt. Or if these were just robbers, it turns out they no, were these just, just robbers. They were just robbers. They were just robbers that knew that he got the coin. They saw, uh, yeah, they, they read about out it. of nowhere. There's three goons and some guy. And one of them, you know, like one of them is James Best from Enos from Dukes of Hazard. That's him, dude. Wait, which one? The 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 Texan, the 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 one the one with the dark hair and the white hat, the Texan guy, the one who the giant guy. No, no, no! Don't you remember? You didn't recognize him, did you? He's he's from Dukes. He's Enos. Oh my God! I remember James Enos. Best. Holy shit! James Best, yeah, yeah. Duke the Hazard was like my childhood. That was like the dark-haired oh, guy, not not the not the oh not guy. the monster guy, not the, the monster the, guy, not the not the Mexican guy, but the the, the guy who did most of the talking. That oh guy, my that's God. Enos, dude. Wow. James Best, who was in tons of movies. Yeah. Oh my God. Who didn't want to do this movie until he found out that William Devane and Tom Lee Jones were in it. And he said, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because these guys are good actors, even though those are the early ones or whatever. Right. So, yeah, that's when it, now it gets really great. So, these guys jump him. They break into the house. And they break into the house, and then, like, he comes walking in, and it gets just cold-cocked and smacked around. And then he... I think, basically, they were going through his house... Looking for the stuff, and then when he showed up, then they figure, well, we gotta like looking you know, for these these silver we gotta, we dollars. Gotta, we gotta waste this guy or whatever. And I was like, you know. silver dollars, like the the money. Like that, two, no, the, it was like two grand. It was like two grand, which was a lot of money back in 1977. It's a lot of money back way back now. Yeah, uh, but anyway, then. but I don't know if it's killing a family. Like, uh, well, I think I think. What it, what it was said, well, you, you get ahead of yourself there. Sorry, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I think what was what was happening was they were just going to rob him, but these guys just showed up, and, okay, now these guys showed up, now we got to freaking you know, take care up. of business. Because in reality, what they're going to do is go back to freaking parts unknown in Mexico, you know, where yeah. it's going to be tough to find them. So they just figured it would be a quick hit and grab it and go, you so know. So this guy, they're like, where's the money? He doesn't talk. They punch him around a little bit. He doesn't talk. Then the scene that is the yeah. the, the, the the movie the you know, scene that made this movie infamous. The, like, do you remember when you watched Jaws the first time and that girl is skinny dipping and she goes, yeah. <gasps> and she's struggling drinking and she get uh, uh, she's struggling to breathe and she keeps getting pulled down and she gets killed by the shark. Yeah. The first one, how that sticks with you until you die. Yeah. Well, that's what this is. This has a where they torture him by putting his hand into a, a garbage, garbage disposal. disposal. Yeah. Now, you I, in this version we didn't see much. No, 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 no. Now, I do remember seeing it in the theaters and you did see more. And I even read that they actually made they actually said that they used like, you know, animal guts to make it. So, uh. I think somehow or another this thing got edited here. They didn't mm. edit the end of it though cuz there was nudity at the end. Yeah. But I think this part got edited. But anyway, they put his hand in there. 
And he's like, you know, basically like torture him or kill him because he's going to bleed to death or whatever. Still doesn't talk. He doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't talk because he's like, he's dead inside, man. Yeah, and he keeps saying that like he doesn't, there's nothing left. He doesn't there's even care. There's nothing left, yeah. He doesn't feel one way or another, which so, is like, mm, okay. So then all of a sudden the wife and the kids show up in the house. Here we go. Here we go, yeah. I've already gave it away. Sorry, everyone, so he, but yeah, spoiler and, alert, and, yeah. Anyway, so anyway, so the wife and kid, like they, they put the gun somewhere they go, so where's the money? And she goes, you didn't tell him where it was, and he's like, the guy's, he's just, William Devane's just sitting there like, his life is draining out of him because he's like freaking, you know. He doesn't say anything. He doesn't say anything, so the kid says, I know where it is, I know where it is, so she gives him the money, and and at this point, like before, you know, at this point you figure, because I hadn't seen it for a while, I figure, well, he's just going to let him go, oh, they're going to let him go, oh, no, they had to take the extra mile. Boom, boom. And kill the kids. And I think they took a shot at William Devane, they but shot they didn't him. kill him. Yeah, they, they didn't shot, kill him. They killed the kid, they killed the wife, and then they shoot him. Right. And then they leave. And they leave. And then the next scene is William Devane in the hospital. And, you know, with, of, with Tommy D. Jones is there. One of the things, I, I'm sorry to stop you off here, but one of the things I'm sitting there thinking of, I kind of put myself into his place. <clears throat> I'm sitting there bleeding, beat up pretty bad. Things ain't going so damn good. No. And I, I kind of like flash back to like eight years I spent <laughs> thinking about getting back to my wife and kids. I come back. The wife's gone. The kid rolls over on me in a second. What few bucks I have. Yeah. I'm like, God damn it. You know, I wish I would have just given up. I, I probably would have been like, I wish I would have just given up and just killed myself early. Right. Like those eight years I spent hanging on to a wife and a kid. At this point, you're probably like, is that even my freaking kid? Who knows? There wasn't blood tests back then, there DNA tests. Man. But you're just like, oh, it was so bad. It went so wrong, so bad for him. Yeah. You know, the kid just rolled over where the money was. It took like a half a second. Like, he literally was like, I know where they are. You're, I'm, I, I would just been like, oh, this goddamn Yeah, but then kid. again, you you got to realize, if you're putting yourself in the veins, play, that your hand's just been grinded to a stump and you're bleeding to death and you're like you know you don't even like you know you're dying right well there, the whole so. reason you're dying is because you're you're not giving them what they want well you know he's not giving them what they want because he's freaking you know dead inside so he doesn't give a shit i guess you know? he says go ahead and kill me i don't give a crap that's the, and that's the, that's the thing i would rather take it to the grave and not let them have it yeah that's what he did then go to know? the grave and the kid gives it up anyway the kid, you know? the, the, the kid but, gives it up because you don't think you're gonna get whacked you know what i true. mean it's like the wife saying, give it to them like, so they can fucking leave or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? You're right. I didn't think they were going to get whacked. You're, you're right. And that's I didn't I, even think they were going to get whacked. And I saw the movie like 20, <laughs> 30 years ago or whatever. I forgot about that. Okay, you know? so let's fast forward to this. So anyway, he's in the hospital and he's recuperating. And Tommy Lee Jones is there. And then, like, you know, Linda Haynes, the girl shows up with flowers. And, and then she's like, you know, she's like his guardian angel now and blah, you know, and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. So she watches him recuperate and stuff like that. And then, you know, basically like... And he keeps saying, oh, I don't know anything. I don't know. Their, I don't remember their faces. Because yeah. Cliffs, who's, who's a cop, is yeah, pressing yeah. him saying, I want to get yeah, right, these guys. Right, right, yeah. And he's not giving up to him either. And you know and you know why. Because he wants yeah. to do the deal himself. He's just yeah. shut down. He's shut down to everyone. Yeah. You know? Well, he wants to do the deal himself. Yep. You know? So he... Cl uh, yeah, I forgot. Cliffs is a cop. Yeah, so he's not telling them anything. 
So then, like, he recuperates, blah, blah, blah. And, he, and then you see him, like, in the in his in his workbench or whatever, and he's sawing off a shotgun. Yep. And he's and he's got a, he's got a, a you know, a, a claw a hand. A claw a hand. 70s style. And he's sharpening it up to make it extra yep. painful or whatever. He's so, you know, he's ready for action at this point. And at one point, you see him practicing picking up cigarettes and putting them into a box. And and at first, I was like, oh, maybe he's just, what was he doing that for? And then they go right to, he's he's... He was practicing that so he could load his revolver. Yeah, and his shotgun. So he dumped the bells, yeah, yeah. he dumped the bullets out, and he was he was dropping them in with his with the claw hand one at a time. And I was yeah. like, very nice. Yeah, yeah. Dro- yeah. Drew everything together, you know. Yeah, well, it was written by Schrader, who's an Academy Award. It's not written by like Sam Arkoff or somebody like that. You know? <laughs> so this is basically like an A movie, but it it looks B because it was it was kind of made. Grindhouse. It was kind of, but but originally it wasn't intended to be Grindhouse. Yeah. It was not intended. It was pawned off to Grindhouse because like right. Columbia thought it was just too grim for them or whatever. Oh, you yeah. know? But anyway, so he he basically like sets it up whatever. And then he goes, before he goes to Mexico, he goes to the bar where the girl, you know, uh, works. And he's to, he, he gets her to, like, you know, he's come like, with him. Come, let's go to Mexico. She's like, when? Now. Yeah. He's like, what am I supposed to just drop everything and leave? And, she, and he just starts walking out. And she, like, literally, she literally drops everything and leaves, which yeah. was funny. She is holding a tray of yeah. booze and glasses, and she, like, just drops them and walks out. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she's thinking that she's going on a little rendezvous with William Devane because he doesn't tell her what the deal is you know so he basically goes down there and he's looking for I forgot how did he get the three he got the how did he get the three names of the guys oh because did they did they call themselves they said they talked to each other while he was bleeding to death oh that's right okay so he knows the three names of the guys so he's bringing her to Mexico to use her he's to bait her to get find out where these idiots are so he uses her at one place yeah well she goes in and she's like oh where's fat Carlos, fat Ed or, or something yeah, Fat like. Ed, yeah. and he's, and then one one guy's like, "Hey, I know SA. Like, you know, this is this is where Mexico is shown in not so great, <laughs> not so great of a light." Uh, yeah, well, yeah, they're not actually going to the nicer places in Mexico. Let's give them that. They're is, going to the grimy yeah, places of Mexico. This is the every the time, houses and the yeah. uh, whatever of Mexico. The backwater shit town saloons, which are just horrible. Yeah, and they're real too, because I got a feeling this is real. Yeah, so they got a feeling they went to Mexico and shot this. This guy says, "I know Ed, and he'll be here soon." And he takes her in the back to try and rape her. Of course, he doesn't. He doesn't get that far, because because uh, then uh, yeah, Devane Devane walks, walks in and he's like, "Ah, uh, you go to the car." And she's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Just go to the car." And this guy starts to get muscle in. He pulls his gun on the on his helper. And puts the hook right through the dude's yeah, hand. Yeah, well, you gotta put the hook to use. You know? Yeah, and it was great. Yeah, that and, was a uh, great scene. He's got him like, he got him like clawed in there, and he's like, hey, "Where is this Ed guy? Where is yeah. this Ed guy?" You know. And the guy says, "Well, you gotta go. I forgot what it was. You gotta go to this other different bar, bar and ask for different bar. bar and ask for this guy to get that guy or whatever." You know. So he's like, "Fine." Yeah. So he splits. With the girl, and the girl's like pissed off. Yeah, she's mad. She didn't know what he was using. When he walked for. out of that bar, I I wish it was, I wish he would have turned to the to the bartender and said, "Well, give the man a hand," you know. Yeah, but he didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. He, he just did left. make one one crack at some point when he killed the guy when he left them. I don't know if it was this scene or whatever, but he did make a crack. Like he did make like a dirty Harry crack, and I can't remember what it was. Like, no, I don't remember either. Yeah, he did make a he did make a line. I can't remember if it was in this scene or whatever. You know. All right. So anyway, so the girl's pissed at him, and she wants to split. But he smooths that over. He smooths it over. He goes, "Let's just go to this other town. I forgot where it was, you know, and we'll yeah. just relax there." 
So they go to the other town, and they, you know, they have their little tryst or whatever. She falls for it again. She falls for it again. She's complaining. Every guy that I meet is like a crazy psycho or whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, yeah, you know, you got that kind of luck, honey. You know, it looks like it might not be the guy. It might be you, but at any rate, you know. So he talks yeah. her into going to, you know, and he, he talks her. No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He finds out where the guy is, right. supposedly is. So he leaves her at the hotel room. Yeah. And we're missing. No, wait, wait, we're, we're missing. We're missing a part because, well, oh, when they were driving back, she went, she went nutso on him. Mm-hmm. That's right. She went nutso on him before they get to that point, and she like starts beating on him. He pulls a car over the side of the road. Yeah, they have the blowout. And then, they have the blowout. She starts punching him, but they smooth it out. That's right. Then they go back to there and they spend the night. And he knows he he he, he decides it. to leave on his own. He put he puts the money on the dresser. He, put, he leaves on out. his own. And so he, she's he, gone. And then he and though he's driving through Mexico and he figures out where they are somehow yeah. or another. And in the meantime, the cop says, "Oh." Put out an APB on this Cadillac. So now the he now the cop knows where he is. So the cop goes in. I'm gonna pick it up. Yeah, quick. yeah, we're, yeah. Running, we're running on time here. So the cop comes in and he shoots up a couple of those guys. They ambush him. Yeah, the cop comes in looking for him because they said don't arrest the. the yeah, just don't, tell me don't where arrest, it is. Just tell me where it is, and I'm going. He wants to go solo in there or whatever. Yep. So he goes in and he actually talks with the dude. With the hole the, in his hand. The yeah. hole in his hand. The guy like screws him out of some money and tells him to go to this place, which is a setup. Yeah, and he so, like he has a shootout with like he takes like three of three of the gang down, and two of them were the major players. So there's only yeah. what, the big the giant cowboy guy, yeah. a couple of his clan, and then the main fat Eddie. Right, right, right. So then, so then somehow or another, I forgot what it was. William Devane asked somebody where like this fat Eddie is. So he goes to the bar, another bar, and he runs into the the big the claw hand guy. Yeah, I mean, no, no, the big guy or whatever, and then he gives him the claw and the nuts, which yeah, is he one claws of my favorites. Him, he claws him, which right. one of my favorites. Which I thought had killed him at this point. He claws him in the junk, but he still lives. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so after he kills him, then he goes back to um, then he goes back. He finds out where Big Ed is, and he goes back to Texas to get um, to uh, get Tommy, Tommy Lee, Lee Jones. And that scene was so uncomfortable with Tommy Lee Jones and those people at the house. At the yeah. house, his wife and his wife's sister are just motor mouth. And Tommy Lee Jones is sitting there stone-faced. He looks like Henry Rollins at this point in his life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Except Henry Rollins is a little thicker and a little angrier. But not much. Not much. (laughs) Tommy Lee Jones looks pretty rough, especially when he's, like, stone-faced and he's like, yeah, I'll do whatever you want me to do. Yeah. He basically says, I I found the guys. Tommy Lee Jones is, like, loading his guns before the guy even finishes the sentence. Yeah, right. (laughs) So they come down. Uh, Tommy Lee Jones is dressed completely in his uniform. He's like, well... See ya. And they're like, well, we made dinner. See ya. Bye, Pop. And that's yeah, it. Yeah, and they're wondering why they're dressed in there like, so, you know, they're going to war. They literally say, bye. And that's it. And yeah. they go, and then they go to this whorehouse. And then there's The plan like is to send him in. He's going to pick up a girl, go upstairs. And when he hears the three taps, yeah. that means come out, all hell's going to break loose. And it does. And it does. And, um... That's it. And, they, then, and then revenge is sweet. Revenge they, is sweet. They they, start. They, I mean, there's a big shootout. I I thought they were gonna one of them was gonna get killed or whatever, but they end up killing all the guys. You know, I thought they both were gonna die. I, I think in the original it may have been. But I they think changed the it. ending should have been they both because they both want to die. But but I think they changed it just because yeah. it was so freaking yeah. grim. That like that would have been the perfect ending if everyone would have just gotten mowed down. Yeah, because even yeah everybody basically everybody almost died because they're dead inside. So I mean you know they're kind of like Walking Dead. You both know? the soldiers take a couple shots. They're killing people, and this is more. This is a very 
realistic style shooting. Yeah, because they're they're knocking whores out yeah, of the bed. They the go bedrooms they go in one by one, almost Terminator style. Yeah, and just kind of kick the door in, boom, boom. Next door, kick the door in, boom, boom. You know, um, I, they didn't shoot any of the prostitutes. They let them go. No, no, that but none of the prostitutes point. did anything that was. No, stinky. that wasn't a point. It was just they the were just bags. running. Um, and then the last guy down there, and and they have the shootout like. Uh, they each take a couple shots that throughout this whole process. They're bleeding like hell. Yeah, yeah, but and that's it. Know, they, they, they wipe everybody out, and at the very end, they just walk out, you know. And that's and then the credits roll. That's and the that ending of it. it yeah. yeah, that was the ending. Yeah, so uh, stark. Well, one of the notes I did a stark take, contrast between the two movies, even oh, though they're both violent movies. Yeah. You can see the eras, even though the, the the second movie was only like six or seven years later. You could see the difference in tone. Completely. Oh my god, the second one was a punch in the face, like the second it starts. But the first thing, uh, one of the things I wanted to say was kind of a joke. This movie hates finishing things. They'll go to a bar and he take a sip out of a beer and leave. The girl sitting there talking to him takes a sip out of yeah, a right, coffee. Right, yeah. They leave, yeah, like right. they leave their jobs. They hate. They they this this movie really declared war on finishing a beverage. Yeah, they, 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 there is no you're not permitted to. Yeah, I yeah, think that was funny. part of his torturous thing too. Wouldn't finish a beer. Wouldn't finish nothing. I was like, yeah, wow, well, I, declaring I, war. P PTSD. I like know? this movie. Um, it was it was like I addressed before. the The first part was kind of a little slow. Not ne- not and this well, isn't because a ne- it has to build up a yeah, story. This isn't a negative, and I don't mean to come across negative, but it is. It's a building story, and it's it takes a little while to get rolling. Seventies were much slower paced to begin with, and you know movies in general they, they well, took their time. They showed you things. I'll put it this you know. way: it's a movie that has, in 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 a lot of ways, more depth to it than the other movie we're going to talk about. But they're equally good movies, but it has oh, more depth. Yeah. No, oh my it deals God. with a, the deals. With, they both deal with revenge, and they both deal with killings and they both deal with but this one is handled in a darker more oh, like much, introspective much more much more way this second movie is a more although i love it yeah it, I, it I liked is, it too it is a flat out action it's a flat action not car i wouldn't call it a cartoon but you know no well anyway we'll get to it okay at, at so that, w- that was the first one was rolling thunder thank you very much for the for the yeah, movie joust yeah, yeah it was very good uh, we appreciate that kind of Listener feedback. Actually, this movie was the movie that uh, Quentin Tarantino named his Rolling Thunder Pictures company for because he loves this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah I, I can see why. There's a lot to like. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. And he, even almost like, well, whatever. He's he's paid some various homages to him throughout his movies. Yeah, I, sure. I think. Yeah, no doubt. But okay, yeah. so now the second one. Well, we're gonna go to we're gonna go to trailer break. Oh yeah, no? yeah, yeah. Okay, we're gonna take a quick trailer break and then we'll be right back. Hey, want to hear the most annoying sound in the world? Enjoy a typical afternoon in New York City. Who is that? Groceries, man. My name is Paul Kersey. How's my life? I'm sorry. She died a few minutes ago, Mr. Kersey. Any chance of catching these men? There's a chance, sure. Just a chance. I'd be less than honest if I gave you more hope, Mr. Kersey. 
This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. Listen, General. Give me the money. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Bugging has gone down by how much, sir? $9.50 a week to $4.70, you reported last week. You understand not too many people know that. And uh, you want to keep it that way, huh? Oh, no, we have to keep it that way, Inspector. This whole city would explode. And if this person is listening to my voice, I urge him in the name of law and order to desist from this one-man crusade and turn himself into the police. Let's see the money, man. Call him a mad vigilante. Call him a hero. Either way, he's always on target. We want you to get out of New York. Permanently. Never make a death wish. Because a death wish always comes true. And you get to love it. In the city of San Francisco, I will enjoy killing one person every day until you pay me $100,000. Scorpio. You're not thinking of paying, am I, Mr. Mayor? The city of San Francisco does not pay criminals not to commit crimes. Instead, we pay a police department. Send Inspector Callahan. Putting somebody with you. What are you talking about? You need a partner. Harry hates everybody. Limeys, Mix, Heaps, Fat Dagos, Niggers, Honkies, Chinks. How's he feel about Mexicans? Ask him. Especially Spicks. Why do they call you Dirty Harry? We ought to call the police. I am a police. Oh. Every dirty job that comes along. Ballistics is checking on the slug. Pretty sure it's a 30 odd six. He's up here all right. You haven't found one thing you like about me yet, have you? Well, it's early yet. You gonna play this creeps game? It'll get us more breathing expense. So it might get somebody killed. <laughs> shoot the bastard. That's my policy. It's a whole new ball game, fellas. Scorpio spikes again. He wants to pay. No tricks. <laughs> what are you people gonna stop messing around with this guy? He's gotta be stopped now. To the city of San Francisco. You have double-crossed me for the last time. I gave my word of honor on it, and he will not be molested. And that's a direct order, Callahan! You know, you're crazy. You think you've heard the last of this guy. He's gonna kill again. I don't want him on the streets any more than you do. Oh, he won't be out there long. Where the hell does it say you've got a right to kick down doors, torture suspects? Where have you been? Did you see the man who did this to His name is Callahan. And anybody can tell I didn't do that to him. Oh. He looks too damn good, that's how. You could ask yourself a question. Do I feel lucky? Or do you, punk?
son. A woman is a lot like um, a refrigerator. They're about six feet tall, 300 pounds. They make ice and... Oh, wait a minute. Actually, a woman is more like a beer. They smell good. They look good. You'd step over your own mother just to get one. But you can't stop at one. You want to drink another woman. So I says, yeah, if you want that money, come and find it, because I don't know where it is, you baloney. You make me want a wretch. <laughs> All right. Nice. We're carrying on the death or the uh the revenge the theme. It was a that's a revenge theme show. We should have done Lady Snowblood instead of uh I like these two movies. I like these two movies. I just wanted to say about the last movie, about the uh, Rolling Thunder, Mm -hmm. about Linda Haynes. Linda Haynes from Florida, lives in Florida, went to Miami-Dade College, my old old, uh, college. Alma mater, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, you go for it. Can we... She 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 retired from making movies in, in the early 80s and... I guess they were looking for it. I guess she was just living in Florida as a, you know, mother or something like that. She just gave you it all up. You think she'd give an interview? She lives in Bonita Springs. I'd like to track her down, actually. She lives in Bonita Springs, Florida. Yeah, I don't, I mean, uh, that'd yeah, be I would, fun. I, I would It'd be know, fun if we could have... fun if we could get her, because we could talk about Latitude Zero. She was in Coffee. Because I love Pam Latitude Zero. I love Coffee, too. Yeah, so anyway, Drinking yeah. it and the movie. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Like, like little <laughs> the shout Coffee out to, twofer. Shout out to Linda Haynes. But anyway... Shout out to Coffee. Yeah, shout out to Coffee, but... Now this movie is a shout out to Arnie. Now this movie, I gotta, I'll give a little bit of a preference. I saw this was on uh, YouTube. Now I watched this movie. This was one that I had. I never seen it. I thought I uh, had, but I'd never seen it. I ha- I, this is one that I had in the VHS days. I burned it. Or I burned it. Oh my god! I copied it onto a tape. This was one of the six or eight tapes. Like that, I watched ad nauseum. Death Race 2000 was one. Yeah, this go. was one. I saw this movie Monty probably a hundred times. Monty Python. Monty Python. But this was in my regular rotation. Eddie Murphy Raw was in there. But did this you just one, keep renting them, or did you make? No, no. I, we we would we'd we'd tape them. Yeah, to two a, machines. Two machines. Oh, okay. And I just watched this movie over and over. I loved Schwarzenegger. I loved. And this movie, although most people have never even heard of Raw Deal from Schwarzenegger, I can almost say it line for line when and I was from watching 86. it. It wasn't like it was after Terminator. I know, but I think this was probably one of those that was like filmed before Terminator, maybe. but came out after Terminator. Maybe, 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 maybe not yeah. though. Yeah, a different kind of revenge movie. This movie is flat out from the first second to the last second, gunfire, at, over the top, Schwarzenegger being Schwarzenegger like. Yeah, yeah. And he is in his prime of hugeoid. You know, he is a giant being, and um, it's a classic revenge tale retold in a very like. There's a lot of levels here, though. There's stuff to laugh at. Yeah. His wife saying they're becoming. She's only in that one scene. Yeah, though. just That's that one scene. And what do cows have to contribute to the world? And she picks up a cake and says, "Shit on yeah, it." Yeah. I just there was a lot of the, that one scene where he's chasing down. Well. Okay, let's just start. And it's funny because in one movie, Rolling Thunder, William Devane is like stoic, you know, de- depressed, dead, and and Arnold's is like uh, out, you know, outgoing and co- you know, confident and self-assured oh and wisecracking. It's funny how the two of them are such diametrically different, but both enjoyable in their own yeah, way. Yeah, and he is. This is the most bravado I've seen out of his characters in any movie. Oh yeah, I think he so, walks yeah. around just like. Like you can kiss place. my ass. Yeah. He walks into every scene like, I own it. 
I own everything that you see. You know what I mean? Like, he literally is just like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... And it was nice to see Darren McGavin in this movie because there was actually one scene where he's he high he gets Schwarzenegger to do we'll talk about the plot yeah. later but he's giving him like audio tapes uh-huh. and it sounds like uh, it sounds like Kolchak yeah. he's talking to the tape and Petrovani he's the king of the yeah, it's just, yeah it was it was it was a nod to Kolchak the Night Stalker yeah. show so that was actually very fun so this is a mobster movie of sorts yeah it's an action movie mobster it's a, it's a mobster revenge movie. First scene you see, some planes landing, various well-dressed Italian men are kind of gathering forces mm-hmm. so you understand what you're looking at. This is a mob hit squad landing, getting together. They go you you then you fast forward to some place, it's a little woods in the, it's a little house in the middle of a little woods and a very old grizzled like Italian guy with a sniper rifle just Starts popping these guys, yeah. um, and in the manner that you're like, oh, he's done this quite a few years. Like he pops one guy, walks very slowly, gets a shot, pops the second guy, and he just like they're just he's just a killer. These are just straight up mob killers. Um, so then they they go into siege on this house, and this is very 80s style in that they have grenades and stuff like that, uh, and 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 Uzis. Like like I said before, Uzis were the thing in the eighties. Like they loved oh, yeah, those. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they kick in the door. They they dispatch the various um, feds that are there. This is a witness reloc. This is a witness for a, a for a court. mobster. They, for a mob. They, they want to waste the people that can rat on. Uh, yeah, this is a rat. He's they're, tur- they're he's turned rat. The, where the witnesses are being protected, they go in and they yeah. wipe them. Thank out. you. So they kill everyone, and this is very. Very gory, very visceral. Yeah, one scene where he sh- yeah, he shoots him in the head and you see it in the mirror. I don't know how they did that. It was, was neat. It was good. a neat trick. That was a pretty good. So trick, they yeah. this they kick they they kick the door and they kill everyone and then they sit there and, they, and then the guy. So you want to you want to be a witness? How huh? witness this? And the the head guy right, holds yeah. him by his head as they're looking at a mirror and he shoots him from the back of the head to the front and it you goes it and it mirror. smashes the mirror. Really a, great shot. It was, like, it was yeah, a very, fact. very, very good yeah, shot. It was very visceral, yeah. So they leave, and then you then then you see the aftermath, and there's a guy who's very distraught, crying by a body, and they're like, "Look, you got to go. They got to get this guy out of here." Here it was. His son was joined it's Darren the, McGavin. Yeah, Darren McGavin. Like, CIA or FBI. Uh, uh, yeah, they never say they just call it the bureau. The bureau. Yeah, yeah they. Yeah. Call, I'm assuming the FBI, but yeah, right. you never know. Whatever. And he was he was a longtime FBI or bureau person. His son just started and gets murdered. Well, now the dad is obviously kind of revenge. He's gone off on his revenge plot. So here we go with that. So he picks up and he's and uh, there's a wormy guy there. He's like. We'll get him. He's like, oh, no. he just trails off, mumbling to himself. Kind of. There's a lawyer involved in it too. The sleazy lawyer, of yes. course. Yeah, which uh, which is always needed. One of the movies. things, I'm sorry to talk over you. One of the things I love about That's the right. '80s, they really loved yuppies, lawyers, and like CEOs were basically worse than Hitler. <laughs> like, and they just. Like, they just, it was so over the top. They'd be doing coke off of a hooker, and they'd be like, yeah, I'm the I'm the new attorney general. Like, and they would, it was amazing. It yeah. was amazing how, like, 
rat fink horrible they were portrayed. Like, they were literally, yeah, yeah, you know, them and true, Russians. Yeah. They, they yeah, just, yeah, it was yeah, open yeah. season. Like, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. And so then you cut right from that to a, a car chase going on with a motorcycle and a Jeep. Motorcycles flying around, and the Jeep is driven by the gigantic uh, Arnie. Arnie Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is where I th- I forgot that opening scene. This is where I, my brain remembered it starting. Oh, okay. Oh, you forgot the, the hit at the beginning. I knew okay. it was there, but I thought it started with the Jeep chase. Oh, okay. So they're going through all this bullshit, blah, blah, blah. And the guy on the motorcycle is dressed like a cop, and Arnie's dressed like Arnie. Just... Muscles, yeah, tank yeah, top, he's got like just, a just, lumberjack yeah, shirt on. Yeah, he's kind of like he's a, like a. You, we find out he's like a sheriff in a local little town. small town. Small town. Yeah. So this guy looks like he gives him the slip, and Arnie goes to this other path through the woods, and he just walks over. He sees the jeeps parked. He walks over, puffing a gigantic stogie, one of many. This oh, yeah. is a cigar advertised this is uh, a heaven this movie yeah <laughs> it's not stop cigars yeah. non-stop cigars yeah, yeah, yeah. so arnold arnold works walks over and he's puffing his gigantic cigar and he just tosses it into this he dumped out a gallons of gas Gallon and gas yeah and uh blew up as the motorcycle crashes so then he takes him and he's like here i caught the the impersonator blah 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 so this is just a little scene and there. you find out he's the sheriff yeah that's where he said the sheriff and lying to the sheriff yeah. you know because you start to wonder why is this german guy sheriff of a little country <laughs> town you know i didn't vote for him no, yeah so, that happened so anyway. uh, then he gets to his home and there's this classical music blaring which they used a lot of classical music they did it, and it it, it did so they, they, had some, it worked, they, they, they used satisfaction at the end yeah there. All the music worked. It, yeah. it, it Like, when it was playing, it seemed to work. When he was listening to it during his quiet moments of reflection, which he had in this movie, believe it or not, it all kind of worked. I didn't just... I, usually, I'm just like, okay, with the classical music. But it was... He comes in, it's blaring, and his wife is drunk, and she's making a cake, and he's like... He's kind of like the husband just getting home, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And he's like, are we having a party? Every day's a party, and she, she plays a bad drunk, but it was okay. Um, and here's where the exposition kind of comes out that something happened. The wormy guy who's now the the head lawyer, I, I don't know what the name of that officially is, but yeah, the FBI's head lead prosecutor. Yeah, he's a prosecutor. I don't even know if he worked for the FBI. I think he was just a guy that was like, you know, that, that basically... His, yeah. You know, that and and the and the FBI's dealings against the mob. He was defending the mob. I, I think uh, he was their like bot lawyer or whatever. Okay, so he's and he's like his old news, and she's like, uh, and he's like, if we just eat cake, we're gonna get fat. And then she's like, well, we're just you think just because we're in shape, we're not fat. We're already like put out the pasture because you you lost our good job. I want to be in New York. This place sucks. I don't have any friends. Blah blah blah. I'm drunk. So she holds up the cake and she says, "We already, are, we already are like the cows around here, uh, put out the pasture." And then she goes, "You know what the greatest contribution from a cow is?" And she picks up the cake that she just got done decorating and it says "shit" across the front of it. And then she hucks it at his head, and he ducks and it smashes off the thing. He's like, "He's like, don't drink and bake," which yeah. is a funny, funny line. So yeah, he's sitting there. For, yeah, know, typical. They love line. his one-liners. He's known for his one-liners, like you yeah. know. So he's sitting there. She he puts him, her to bed. 
that that's when he called the uh, what's his name Darren McGavin. Darren McGavin calls up and says, yeah. "Got a job for you, but I can't talk about it." He goes, "Okay." And this will get you back in the bureau. Blah, you got to meet me somewhere. So he meets him. I forgot where it was, but it was like a marriage bureau. counselor office yeah. or something weird like that. So he meets, lays it out, says, look, this isn't on the books because we have somebody who's a, a rat. I'm funding this myself. I want you to go in and bring down the mob. He says yes. He fakes his well, own death. Well, he wants to revenge for the killing of his kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, his that's, kid was the guy that was killed at the beginning, I believe. That's the motivation. Yeah. Uh, but he knows there's also a leak. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's an insider, you know. Yeah. So that's what Arnie does. He fakes his own death. He blows up his car in this. He blows up an entire oil refinery yeah. around his car. Yeah. Drives off and becomes. Um, what's the guy's name? Uh, what did he call himself? Uh, I know his middle name was. It was P. They say what does P stand for? Pussy. Uh, that's another line that I <laughs> that remember. Was a anyway, yeah. Because uh, the I forgot what it was. I just remember his middle name was P. So he just becomes this mobster, and, to and he works his way into the mob. Is what happens. He's like comes out of nowhere. And he starts like you know he starts like raising there's, hell. At yeah, the there's club. one there's one guy. See what ha- there's like there's the head guy who's played by uh, noted Italian actor. I can't remember his name. Oh, but Davi. He, Davi. Yeah, the he, hitman. Yeah, the main he, hitman, Robert Davi. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's like the or, the established organization, and then there's this younger guy, who, not younger. There's a different mobster who's starting to like gain traction and pick up more and more of uh, take away from the from the main mob. You know how yeah. families always have infighting. Yeah. Um. So to to get into the big mob, Arnold Schwarzenegger starts messing up this the the newer guys casinos, action casino. Action, yeah. He goes into this thing and he he destroys the casino, then drives through he drives through it with a truck, which is another thing I remembered because yeah, yeah, I was like, "Your lights, thank you." He turns on his lights and drives through and destroys the entire place. And he robs the guy, he steals his um girlfriend's limo and jewelry. So that's how he gets into the main mob. He knocks, he he beats up the other guy, and then he kind of walks in and says, "I'm the pain in Lemansky's ass." And then he goes and talks to him. He's like, "Why do we hire you?" And he's like, "Hey, I'm from Miami. We 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 see who's making moves by the control of the blow, uh, and I'm I'm tired. You know, I want to join your family. I'm just this is how I'm making my presence known." He picks up a girl. She's. This is a new like. There's always a girl sidekick in. Yeah, Catherine Harold, who was yeah. in a lot of television. She's very pretty, and she yeah. plays like the, whatever you want to call her, the the, the gambling addicted floozy. Yeah, like kind of like a bar. She's floozy. the girlfriend of Robert Davi, or at least he <laughs> wants her to be his girlfriend at any rate. So he kind of like they give him some chips, you know. He goes, "Yeah, hey, I want to be in your saying, Well, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But well, we're gonna in look the, into you. In know. the meantime, we'll give you here's a thousand dollars worth of chips. Have some fun." So he's he's he met her before he went in to talk to them, and then when he comes back, he sits next to her and they're talking, and he just fronts her all these chips and gives them and like leaves, yeah, yeah, and leaves or whatever, you know. So so Davi sends some goons after him, and he, and, and Schwarzenegger beats him up, and the cop oh, yeah, says, and the, "Who and are the, you?" Yeah, you know, yeah, and he's yeah, like in the, hall, in, the, in the alleyway. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's testing him to see if he's really you yeah, know. very interesting. And and I'm kind of breaking away from this a little bit because this is a lot of just them going to do something. They suspect him. He does good. This is one of the most Arnold fist-fighting movies that there is. Yeah. Mostly yeah. he just walks around and is very intimidating. He does one or two. This entire movie, he is straight up fighting. Yeah, when he blows up the first bar, the first gambling the casino. joint or whatever. He, but first, before the casino, he blew, he did, goes in and he destroys that gambling joint, which is like a little hotel. No, that's the same one. This no, no, he hit it. No, he hit The one he destroyed with the... Uh, the well, he put down the two uh, ball bearings to say that the... 
That was in the same casino. The other one was in a hotel room. This was like a little joint that he destroyed the entire joint, wasn't it? No, no. This is the one because they came running up. It was in the basement of that place. Oh, so that was oh, the okay, front. Okay. Like, well, so I he, it was a different. Place, oh no, no. So, so he blew okay. up the. He he like wrecked up the casino, fighting everyone. Then he walked directly out, got into that tow truck, and drove it straight through the bottom. Right. Like through the the front too. Like he destroyed it completely. Right. But later on, he goes into another hotel. Where he goes in the casino at the at the bottom, and that's where like Mr. Big is and all that stuff. See, I think I think the place he destroyed in the first place was that was Lamanti. Belonged to the, the yeah to one mob, but when he went inside. Oh no Catholic, no, the second one was that's that's the guy he's joining. Yeah, that's what that, I mean. No no, he doesn't destroy that one. The first place I mean, they destroyed was the other guy. Yes, yeah, yes, joined. Yes. And that's where he set up like what a tough guy he was right. or whatever. And then he goes to the other place. And then that's to join them. To join them. To join, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he said, yeah, just to show what he could do or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So this exactly. whole time, like, he's working his way up, and all of the stuff is checking out. She takes him home, and he pretends to be drunk off of champagne. So the, the, the bar floozy is actually with the mob, and to clear some of her mob debt, she sets him up and, and gives him the information, like passport and, and full name and, so they and driver's license. So they see really who he is. Yeah, so whatever. they do a checking on him, and, and he's... um. And that's it. So like, so that all checks out because they had it set up. Yeah. Uh, and he's just kind of mobbing it around, like beating people up a little bit and trying to, you know, maintain his thing. And all the t- all the while working with uh, uh, the uh, Robert Davi. Robert Davi. The like, other hitman. Yeah, no, he, he, the other, he's basically coming in there, and the other guy's jealous because he was like the number one hitman. So Arnold's like, you know going to be, wants to be the number one hitman. So he's got competition now. So it's in Davi's best interest to set up the guy to screw him over So because he doesn't want any competition. You know, he doesn't want anybody involved in it or whatever. So, you know, Arnold goes in on a bunch of like, Just you know, random hits, hits or whatever. Yeah. But, but at some point, Robert Davi gets a hold of some guy from uh, Miami. I don't know if he was a, an inspector or somebody. Yeah, it's, the a, it's just a cop, and he's like, he's like, I don't know this guy. I busted, I busted Joseph P. Brenner. I Brenner, just that's it, it. Joseph P. Brenner. Joseph yeah. P. Brenner. I busted that guy three times in a week. This ain't him. Yeah. So now they know he's uh, an in, he's an informant or he's from the cops. And right, right. So then they go to set him up. Right. So they go, yeah, to set him up, they go and have him kill. Um. Derek with McGavin. No, well, he's not. He's not. He doesn't think he's going to kill him. He doesn't know he's going. Yeah, he doesn't know who it is. He just knows he's going to go on a hit, and they're going to like a funeral. Yeah. Meanwhile, when he's at the funeral, you see a guy. You see a guy standing. There's a funeral going on in the background. You see another guy on the side standing by by the graveyard. And then all of a sudden, when they start shooting, he sees that it's Darren McGavin and his friend who's been setting the whole thing up. So they use the mobs like, oh, we'll use him. Oh, there's also a subplot that's actually pretty ingenious but it was it was funny there's a subplot that the mob got hit from the fbi and they they took one of their they took their uh drugs and their money like a hundred million dollars worth of money yeah, yeah, and they drugs said, they said he arnold basically says, here's what they want they want to steal money from a place so arnold goes he's the one who gives them the idea so to set up a bomb yeah. in there and to set up a, bomb, a fake bomb squad so they can go yeah. in there and pretend like they're going to clear the bomb and take the money out. Yeah, that's, so and that's, and that's setting them up. That happened before, so Arnold can kind of tell them, look, I, look how ingenious yeah, I am. Yeah, so that we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, but so that's what happens. Um, well, that happened before. Yeah, that happened before. So he's kind of ingratiated himself with the main guy because the main guy wanted his... This place got popped. It took $100 million of his drugs and money. So the main the the guy who's running the, the the family is like I want it back and his number two in command is like stop just s- settle down and it was kind of an interesting scene because it was a very nice 
the office they shot this in was beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. It Chicago. over it overlooked Chicago. It yeah. was a high up skyscraper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really nice. And the guy's like, the second we stop thinking we can or start thinking we can't do something, well then it's I should retire. So then they set that up very ingeniously. Like they do a couple bombs at other police stations, small ones. Then they call in the bomb squad. They jam this frequency, so the bomb squad that uh, that comes in is actually the mob, you know. Right, right. And at the mean, at the same time, then Davi and uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and another guy are off to kill that Lemansky guy. So right. they're doing a simultaneous thing where they're they're going to kill this uh, the the other mobster, and they're getting their drugs and money back, uh, and they both work, you know. Right. The, the, there's a long car chase, and finally the. Uh, the Lemansky guy, they run into a, a tanker of gasoline, which was another staple of 80s yeah, action sure. movies. Yeah, yeah. And the bomb squad takes the drugs and the money, which is yeah. amazing. And they take the drugs to the, to the what are they called? The rock quarry. Yeah, the quarry. The yeah, quarry, yeah, which yeah. is a mob-owned place where they dispose of people, but it's an actual rock quarry. Yeah, right, right, right. Then they find out that, that Arnold is actually a, 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 a cop. Then they set, up, set him up to kill his own friend. Right. So, okay, so sorry for that little detour, but now we're back where we were. Yeah, and and, and, and and just to do this side, that's the difference between these two movies. One movie is direct and simple. Straight line. Storyline, straight. This movie, and this happens with a lot of movies, and, and uh, not necessarily in the 80s, but a lot of movies that I think they want to do more than they really should. You biting know? on more I mean, than they can chew. They're biting on more, just, just for the fact that they can get more explosion, they can get more action. They the can girl's more. there for some reason. The, yeah. the, the drug money's there for some reason. The revenge is there for some reason. Yeah. The wife back home is there for some reason. We didn't need that. Yeah. He could have been small town jerk, just going. Yeah, yeah. They're re- yeah. they're really adding a lot. It, it, sometimes it feels to me to make a movie last more than ninety minutes. You know, because this mm-hmm. one was a little what, what is an hour and forty five. A lot of these plot lines could have been removed. But the movie moves fast enough, oh, so it's not boring. You don't. At all. It doesn't feel like an hour and forty-five no, minutes. It's just it takes us longer to describe it than yeah. it really should. But at any rate, yeah. So, so long story it. short, they go up, to, and he then he then he realizes this is a setup. Uh, they start. They do the shootout in the in a very the 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 funeral's going on. It's in a graveyard. The whole scene, you know, we've seen it a couple of times already. Um, and Schwarzenegger kills the two other goons. But, With, but yeah, and the other guy gets shot. Yeah, I thought he was shot dead, but he's not, no. Yeah, yeah, you think he's his hurt friend, bad? His friends hurt bad. And he, and he tells him to leave, leave, go, and leave me here. The ambulance will be here. Yep. And then know. all of a sudden, the, the the girlfriend shows up with their car, and you're like, okay, that's weird, but whatever. He drops her off. He goes into his house, into his apartment. He drops her off, and he tells her to go get a charter plane. Or yeah, something. charter a plane. Yeah, he takes her. He takes a car. Or was it her car or somebody? <laughs> no, else? No, it's his car. It was his. So he takes his car. And then he does a scene which is similar to Rolling Thunder, even though it, I've, this is the difference. In Rolling Thunder, he's just showing, sawing off a shotgun and doing this, whereas Arnold, where he's getting ready to do the revenge of the final scene, he's got 8,000 guns and he's got I'm, like 9,000 bullets. Geez. And I mean, you know, obviously that's the difference between the two movies. It's a suit. He has like a suit bag. Yeah. And, he's, it, it, and it's thicker than a suit bag. And you're like, okay, that's weird. And he opens it up and it is just flat out... Grease guns and pistols, and he has revolvers and yeah. nine millimeters and shotguns, and he has everything. Like and, and the analogy that I that I just came up with right now, which is not bad, is like the one from the seventies is a revenge movie with a lot of a lot of overtones. But the eighties one 
is a revenge movie on steroids <laughs> in, in, in more ways than one, if you know what I mean. In two yeah. ways. In two ways, yeah. It's definitely a, like it's a revenge movie, but this is on steroids. Anyway, wow. so if end scenes or whatever. Yep. And he gets in the car. And he drives to the rock quarry. And this is like final showdown kind of thing. Puts in a tape. Of Rolling Stones, Satisfaction. It was in a cassette, just to, for nostalgia's it's, sake. It's, that's an odd thing, to have that music being... The, the, the instead kid, of a yeah. soundtrack, it's... What do they call that? Uh, oh, damn, I know the, word, the phrase for it. There's a phrase for when it's actually within the, the movie. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I know it, but I can't remember. Yeah, Sorry, everyone. So he puts on Satisfaction. He machine guns his own window out. Another odd thing, but whatever. To make it easier to... To make like, it easier to shoot, shoot through. He through kicks the, the window. Yeah. He has no roof. And he just drives around machine gunning down hapless uh, people. Everybody. He sh- he shoots everyone. And they fall into rock crushers. And they- it- this is where you're like, oh yeah, 80s. There you go. Yeah. Just shooting and shooting and shooting. So then he then he leaves the rock quarry. Everyone's dead there. He leaves the rock quarry. Fast forward to the bar of the bottom of the casino where the head couple guys are. Did you see Sven made an appearance? Sven? Uh, the... The the big guy, uh, Sven Olsen, oh, Sven, Sven Oli. No. He's in like a lot of Schwarzenegger movies. He, oh, I don't he know. He was in, um, I don't know, yeah. but whatever. He was in Running Man. Oh, okay. He, and uh, he's just, he was the security guard in Running okay. Man. Okay, right, Oh, whatever, right. it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. So he's there, he's one of the muscle. And they're like, oh, you better hope that it's, that, that, that Benner, Brenner's dead. He's not dead. And that's, and they have the Weasley ultra evil lawyer. Uh, lawyer there and they're like if he's still alive you're dead and they start beating him up kind of because he's not fulfilling his uh, ratting duties to the mob yeah yeah exactly yeah and Schwarzenegger epic gun battles just shooting and shooting and shooting dead 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 everyone's dying he's killing everyone finally goes up he goes up to the with the two head guys are there shotgun blast to the back of the first guy. The guy's trying to run away and he, he literally just pumps the shotgun and blasts him in the spine. Then he kills the he kills the head guy and dumps some a bowl of pills over yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he does, yeah, all the drugs, I guess all he the just yeah. dumps him out over him. He goes down, the guy's the Weasley guy is trying to get a gun to kill himself. It's weird. He's like, <laughs> he's crying like. Well, Arnold gives him a gun. He goes, "Why don't you kill yourself?" And then when Arnold walks away, he tries to pull the gun on Arnold, and then they do like, turn and shoot it. Boom, out. boom. Done. Arnold's fine. He dies. He leaves with a a giant one of the one of the duffels from the heist. Right. He and le- there's a detective too, Ed Lauder, who's a great character actor. Oh, he's such a great actor. And he's, but he always plays like a like he's, he was in the la- the final the longest yard as that scummy. Uh, he reminds me of Coach. Yeah, like yeah, the, Lauder, the guy uh, yeah. uh, Nelson P. Nelson. Yeah, Mike, Craig T. Nelson. Craig T. Nelson. Yeah. He reminds me of him kind of, but he's not. So he's kind of been following him a little. He's a per- another peripheral character. Yeah. But you know, he kind of knows where he's at. So Arnold uh, Arnold goes takes off and then he goes to the airport. It was like she's where waiting she's for waiting Catherine Harrell's waiting for him in the airplane. And he gives her like a, a a quarter million bucks, which I guess is what he got from yep. the uh, he took it from the quarry. from the heist. And, and he, he says, "Just take off, just get out of here." And she like really loves him. This is kind of like their homage to Castle Blanca. It in is, a way, and know? he he has feelings for her, but he's but, got a wife. But he even told her he has a wife, which made it cause the blow up at one scene. But we didn't go into yeah, it because yeah, who cares? Right, yeah. Um, so, and that was. It was very interesting to me that some of the choices they made when they did when they made this movie about that he didn't cheat on his wife 
Yeah. He always maintained a good guy, even though he was murdering millions. You know, yeah. he killed millions he of killed people in this movie. Guys. But they were bad guys, and he did the right thing at every turn, you know. Yeah. So he gave her the money and said, just go. And, and then the Craig T. Nelson lookalike lands. Ed says, Lauder shows Ed up. Ed Lauder shows up. He's, he's like, like, oh, you've been busy. He's like, oh, you know, whatever. And then he goes, I knew you were one of us. I knew you were one of us. They, then they reinstate him. He's yeah. like, oh, because even that guy, when he's sitting there, he's like, well, until we know better, it looks like our... our our hole's been plugged, right. meaning the the weaselly lawyer. Right, right, right. And there was a funny shot leading into that, where he's walking and he slips on some blood. and He goes, "Shit!" Yeah, like he like he just like he, really, on, yeah. he slipped on some dead guy's blood. He he just is like, ah, shit. Yeah. And that's all he said. It, they didn't call a lot of attention to it. It was very subtle. In in this movie, it was subtle, you know. Uh, yeah. So then, <laughs> yeah, you know, a little bit of subtlety. <laughs> so he, that's the end. Like, well, no, that's not the no, end. No, that's not the end, no. So that's the end of that part. Fast forward, uh, we got a crotchety, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, Darren McGavin, Kolchak. You, you said it a million re- times, and I'm he's sorry. He's in rehab. He's in rehab. He's been hurt really bad, crippled almost, you know, and the nurse is trying to get him to move, and he's like, yeah, he's like, Mah. Mah. he's just super crotchety. Mah. Yeah. So in walks a very svelte, but gigantic Schwarzenegger, and he's, Ah, oh, back with the bureau, eh? And he's like, yeah. And Amy forgave me. And uh, we have some good news. I, we're mal- you know, we're going to have a baby. And then he's like, ah, oh, <laughs> and he's and he's still crotchety old man. And he's like, and he lifts him up and he picks him up. And this is Arnold lifts him up and puts him on that those balance yeah, the, beams the, that the, make the, yeah, for, yeah, for rehab. Yeah, the rehab. He's like, I can't rock. And this guy is like really uh, passionately saying, I'm. I'm yeah. old and crippled and yeah, leave yeah, me alone. Right, yeah. uh, and then he said, would you give up on Blaine? And Blaine was his wa- his kid Son, that died. Yeah. And then he, he s- walks a little bit. And yeah. it, it that was an odd scene, but it was also, these movies never show consequence. Right, right. That was right. one of the very few scenes in any of these movies where a bullet actually made a guy not walk right. Because yeah. Arnold takes a couple shots, there's blood coming down both arms, didn't slow him down much. He shot everyone with blood pouring out of every hole, you know. But whatever. Then again, in the other movie too, they were they were shot to death almost, and they, and they, and they walked out. You and know, they walked out. Yeah. So you got this thing where you know Arnold is back. They have a baby. The wife forgives him. Everything's great. End scene, and that was fine. And that's and this is that is this was almost the atypical. Action eighties, yeah, like yeah, it's a typical. And although people white white like whitewash over action eighties from uh, action movies from the eighties, there's a lot of good in them. They they They're did entertaining. they changed they changed pacing they changed choreograph styling, they did a lot for the movie industry. And yes, it, I get it. It's an eighties campy over the top. Like every yuppie had a pop collar, was driving a Porsche, and did cocaine. And they they had a lot of very. Well, you know, Standard you, you, tropes, know, what, you, you know, know what you get out uh, on the surface anyway. With with the Arnold movie, you get like a happy ending, hmm? and you get everything's okay. In the other movie, you you see the differences in between the eras. You get like an ending where you go like ambiguous. Well, yeah, well, you know, not even ambiguous. You're like, well, okay, so he killed him, he got his revenge, but look at him. You know, I mean, what what did you, what did you gain? By doing this, what what you know, you're dead inside or whatever. It you would have been better if he would have died. You can you can yeah. see the difference in the the mentality of the eras. Yeah, well, yeah. Even though there's like hatred for certain things or anger for certain things going on, you just tell a '70s movie. This is a typical 
gritty 70s movies and an 80s action movie. You can tell what, you know. They put you, a veneer over everything in the 80s Yeah, and movies, there's a gloss you know. to it. Yep, yep. There's like a, there's like a superhero. Even the Dirty Harry, although he was superheroish, very dark, very yeah matter of fact a lot of stuff and yeah also, yeah the, the dirty hair regardless of how much they spent on it, you can see that it, it, there's a grittiness to yeah. the 70s that they're still in the 80s in some movies but not in the big budget action movies yep. but it's now it wasn't meant to be and the it wasn't meant to count. be a deep psychological no. thriller nope. it was meant to be an entertaining big movie big romp a big fun romp, romp with you know, a lot of action and a and lot of the, things blowing up the body you know? count in the 80s went off the charts yeah yeah that's yeah. the other thing yeah. other more realistic 7 to 8 a, a rampage would be 7 to 8 deaths maybe 10 oh yeah there was hundreds and, uh, yeah you you could have a counter on the bottom just going ding 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 as he's mowing down people but yeah yeah which so that's the both of them. Both of them very fun and different, uh, very fun and entertaining in their own ways. Which do you think was more fantastical? I think you. I mean, obviously. Oh, the Arnold is more fantastical. I, I guess the clear choice is Arnold movie. The other one was kind of a lot of stuff. Kind of had a fall in place too, though. Like. Uh, yeah, it had a fall in place, but it was more believable. You believe these guys would actually could you make know, it could have that, could yeah. do this. Whereas with Arnold, you <laughs> you figured he'd be dead with all the bullets that he took in it. You know, yeah, what I that's mean? true. And the other one was, uh, I mean, the other one was a little more visceral, vis, vis, visceral because yeah. of the Arnold movie when he got his revenge, you went good. But in the other one, I mean, when he grew, he went like I said when he clawed that guy in the nuts, I was cheering at home. <laughs> and and when they and then when they killed these guys. <coughs> I was actually cheering. They were both evil, evil people, or whatever. In our ways, yeah, yeah. In, in their different ways, but the, but the, you know, but the, 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 the vengeance of one movie made more. I, I, I related to it more in a oh, sense yeah, than yeah, in the yeah. Arnold movie. Oh, and that's but part I think of it. But I think that just because they were written by different people, and one of them, one of them in the seventies was, I think, was trying to make a statement, which maybe was a little was rewritten. Whereas the Arnold movie, the statement is, is that what a gangsters are bad and you I'm know Arnold. get revenge on you or whatever. But they're both entertaining as one far as I'm concerned. And, I, and yeah. I watched them both back to back last night, and I yes. wasn't bored by either one of them. No, and I wasn't either. Um, I, I, I made mention to the pacing. I wasn't down. I wasn't being negative about no, that. No, Just very different. Different. Um, the one scene in the Arnold movie was very interesting. And in that Arnold's sitting there talking to the guy who's funding it. And he's like, I like this. This guy has a wonderful life. Yeah. Uh, Brenner. Brenner has a wonderful life. Uh, I, you know, out carousing, doing whatever I want. He was kind of talking about freedom a little bit, you know, as weird as that sounds in, in an Arnold movie about the freedom of maybe the gangster's life isn't so bad. Yeah. You know, you just... You, you, and the other thing about the Arnold movies, for whatever you take, I mean, he's a great star, oh, but yeah. he's not a great actor. No. So you can't have... That's the, that's, the, that's the empathy part. Not that he was the... Not that he was the crux of the movie, in a sense. He just... Wa- he basically did it because he wanted to get back into, into the, bureau. the bureau. He didn't yeah. do it because of any... Like you know, even though he felt bad for uh, for uh, Darren McGavin's son getting killed or whatever, you know, and even though he was angry that he got demoted because, but he basically did was he killed somebody that had raped, mutilated, and yeah, and some girl, and they 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 busted him because that lawyer was the one that right. got him kicked so out. So he had an axe to grind. He had an axe to grind, but it wasn't the same as the other movie. He is know? basically like he's almost free from all chains. He moves within his own. He moves it on his own because yeah. he has no 
there's no dog in this fight other than he's just allowed to he's getting paid to just go and bust shit up. Yeah, and to get his job people. back. So I and, mean, you know, but anyway, yeah. you know, different kind of movies, same idea. I you know, they're both I'm not even going to rate them. Go yeah. bo- go watch They're them both. They're both very very good movies and watch them both. You know, yeah, that's it. And the, and the Arnold movie, the Rod Deal, I watched it on YouTube and it was like on HD and it was free and it looked great on my TV. It so looks so good. You can watch it for free on there. And know, I so. and I, I I was a little bit hesitant because I don't like the um I don't like the returning soldier story so much. Um, and I don't know why I don't care for them. They just kind of are. Well, I've got another one that I'm going to dump yeah. on you one day, but it's a horror sure. movie, but it's different. But it's like, and it's not, uh, and this isn't a knock against soldiers. This isn't a knock against anything. I just don't care for like the returning Vietnam vet who's, who's down and out that's getting kicked around like Rambo, the first one. Which well, you first, liked it. I liked you, you it. You liked First Blood. I liked First Blood, and and that's. But it's a but the, but it's a good. It's a good revenge movie. And it, there, a, there is something to it yeah. that makes you empathize with it Well, it's it a more. quick way of getting quick uh, character empathy. Yeah. Y- you don't have to know a whole lot about this guy other than he served his country, he had a bad time, now his time's getting worse. No, but in the... Like, f- it's a quick way of writing no, it that but goes, the, you know. No, 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 but I disagree. In the first movie, you were shown what happened to him, and then you say, okay, you went through eight years of being tortured, then you're going to come back home, and things are going to be okay. And it's horrible, you know. And that's what really happened back then, which yeah. which I maybe can relate to more than you because I was around, I was older back then, right. and I saw a lot of stuff like the women with the girl and girls with the dog tax and all that dog tax. I, I kind of saw that crap a little bit more. So, you know, yeah, I mean, it does it does hit me a lot harder. And even with First Blood, when he went on the rampage, and, and it, it made me empathize with him more than something right. else because... Well, that's what you I know, said. You know, we lived through that a lot more than you know. It was, yeah. it was, it was, it was rough. You know, watching that on TV, and you know, regardless of what you feel about the war or whatever, it was, it was really rough living through that era and being like in the shadow of it. Well, know? yeah, always. But then they just, they just flipped the switch right to, uh, we're gonna all die from nukes. Like basically, they, like they literally just divert our attention. But forget yeah, that horrible mess. Cold war and now, that. now we're a cold war, and that's what I lived through of the constant. We're gonna get nuked into death. So. Just but but, cares, in, but in between and in between then the the hostages and all that stuff yeah. happened. Oh, yeah, there yeah. was that there was that kind of air. But yeah. anyway, I know. guess the reality is we are very good at making sure that everything is a mess. Well, it's the yeah. humankind. I think Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold said that in one of his other movies where he said uh, we are very good at killing ourselves. It's the inevitable conclusion. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're both saying watch them both. Yeah. All right, that's it for this week. Well, wait a minute. I want to say something. Oh. <laughs> About, about this is the second wrap just, up, and you're like, just, well, wait a minute, I gotta say something. I wrapped up three I, times. Now. I always say, I always say, <laughs> watch the movie that I, we watch. I always watch the movie, but watch it at your at your peril. Uh, I, I don't want to ever say don't watch a movie that we we ratted on, or not that we ratted on, but we but we gave we, a zero. We gave a zero to because it might be. To your, you know, your favorite, you, you movie might ever? get some cheap thrills out of it or whatever. Mm. So I don't want to ever say that. Always, when we, we review a movie, if we watched it, we'd like you to watch it. Okay, I'm gonna let you do a wrap up now. Yeah, no, that's it. I'm done. Okay, so you take us out because if I do, I, I'm afraid that I'll it'll no. be a cycle. Okay, all right, okay, all right. There <laughs> it's gonna you go. keep. It's gonna keep like re- 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 redoing it. All right, we're done. <laughs> I'm Doctor Morbius. Your Mao. Another show in the can, one thirty seven done. For the next show, we're gonna go old to the we're gonna go old school horror. We got another twofer. 
that you're going to love. You already queued them up for us. We're, we're, gonna we're, gonna, we're not going to tell you what they are, but they include houses and tapes. Nice. And we'll leave so it at that. So it's the ring? No, it's no. not the ring. All right, we'll see you next week, everyone. <laughs>